Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory. As we come out from under false coverings, we're getting the deepest places of our heart wounds healed. And you don't really know you have those wounds because we live out of woundedness under false coverings. False coverings keep you wounded so they can control and manipulate you. That's how false prophets, false apostles, and false teachers and all Christianity of the flesh has always operated. Keep them beat up. You'll always be a sinner. And then we'll prescribe some kind of ritual, some kind of do and don't to control you. It's called sorcery. Sorcery is religion. Satan is a sorcerer of Christian religion. And every other religion too, but that's the mixture that all of us deal with continuously is to manipulate people out of their woundedness. That ain't God at all. That's the deepest point of manipulation and witchcraft. And that activity is why the wrath of God comes upon the world. That activity will be utterly destroyed in the lake of fire. These false coverings, these false apostles, these false prophets, this seven-headed beast, and this horror Babylon will come down and melt into the lake of fire. You're dealing with a system here that feeds off of your brokenness. And you just stay broken. You just stay poor. You just stay manipulated. You just stay weak. Don't get into revelation. Don't get into intoxication. Don't get into transfiguration. Certainly don't get into levitation. Don't do anything that would make you strong in the celestial realm. And don't even go after your inheritance. Don't even think about it. No, you're just a sinner. Let me just give you some religious band-aids so you can stay down in the dust of the earth and you never rise from the dead. you always be bad. You'll never be good. Only God's good. Don't call anyone good. Well, guess what? God came inside of you. Christ in you, the hope that you realize the glory. <laughs> So all this beat yourself up, feel bad for me, manipulation of the horror of Babylon is burning. There's no pity parties going on here. There's no feeling bad for ourselves. There's no living out of woundedness and using our woundedness to manipulate others. Oh, I have it so hard. My life's so hard. Give me a break. We've dealt with people coming out of prostitution, heroin addiction, the most severe raping of the soul physically and spiritually. And I... I've been amazed by how little self-pity is in some of these people that come out of the worst situations on earth. They're just thankful for even a glimpse into the light. And here we are all watered down, lukewarm, feeling bad for ourselves. We need to have a drink and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Big time. There is nothing worse than self-pity. There is nothing worse than feeling sorry for yourself because you didn't get your own way from God. God cannot be mocked. God cannot be bought. And God cannot be manipulated. God can only be sacrificed to. And you have to come with the blank slate. You can't come with your ideas. 
He says, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. You have to sacrifice your ways, you have to sacrifice your thoughts, which are all dead and dumb and stupid and pathetic. Listen, I know from experience, I've sacrificed a lot to get here today, and I've been wrong every step of the way experiencing His righteousness. So I know there is nothing good in humanity, not one drop of anything right, anything true, anything good. I've never heard the human soul ever in my entire life tell one drop of truth from the kingdom realm. It only came from people that have sacrificed self to have God the Father live in their own hearts. And the Father himself is the truth manifesting through lives sacrificed. So it, it completely removes religion. It completely removes self-righteousness. It completely removes selfishness. It completely removes the curse of the fall or anything that has to do with us and puts all the weight on Jesus in us. The issue is, is we pretend like we've sacrificed self when we have not. And we still live out of self and call ourselves Christians. And this isn't a beat yourself up message. This is a sacrifice yourself message. A message of repentance. To bring your soul as the animal sacrifice to the altar today and burn it. The daily animal sacrifice is you bringing your carnal mind to the altar of God in your spiritual stomach and burning it with the seven spirits of God. Anyone that does not bring sacrifice will have no rain, it is written. If you don't bring the sacrifice of your soul, you'll be a dry Egyptian hell. You'll be demonized, there'll be snakes crawling in and out of you, scarabs out of your five physical senses like you're already in hell while you're walking the earth. You have to bring your soul to the altar and burn it. The soul is the place of the dead. If this thing is not crucified with Christ, there's zero chance that God can use you in this world. Zero. You have to die to soul to live to Christ. And it's a daily discipleship death. I die daily, and the best way to die is overdosing. I overdose on the glory every day. I overdose on the poppy of heaven and the coca of heaven. And if you don't think there's poppy and coca in heaven, you got another thing coming, because on earth as it is in heaven, baby, we're going to get so high on the heavenly celestial drugs and alcohol. Jesus called it wine in the Bible. And King Solomon called it mixed wine in Song of Songs and Proverbs. Mixed wine had opium in it. Opiates were in mixed wine of the Jews in Solomon's day. Drugs are in the Bible, big time. Drugs. Not that it's natural drugs. Supernatural celestial drugs called the ecstasies of God. Huh. And you got to get into ecstasy, otherwise you'll have lust problems forever. You never overcome anything. Unless you're pleasured at God, as it is written, at my right hand are pleasures forevermore. You'll have pleasures in the flesh and just be playing the hypocrite. Trying to discipline your flesh to not enjoy anything. Which is not godliness at all. That's just stupidity. Godliness is pleasuring yourself on the Holy Spirit so much that nothing in this world is even a temptation anymore. You know, that's... That's where we're going. That's where I'm at. Where there's nothing out there that's even better than what I'm experiencing constantly in the ecstasies of God. There's no temptation that could possibly seize you when you're higher than all the drug addicts, when you're more pleasured than all the sex addicts. On the Holy Ghost. Amen? In the heavenly realm. What do you think's going to lead people to repentance? God's goodness. What's His goodness? Experiencing His glory. 
feeling him, sensing him, knowing him intimately on the inside, getting your virginity restored. And that's the key to experiencing his power. And his power is pleasure. When you have the river of life flowing from Eden coming out of your heart and through your face, you're in a lot of pleasure. You're more pleasured than anyone else. And everyone else is looking at you like, you're high, you're drunk, oh my God, you see every reaction on the internet. They have no grid whatsoever for living in the glory. The only thing they can equate this level of pleasure to is drugs. They have no supernatural grid because the unrenewed mind comprehends not the things of the Spirit, nor can it. The unrenewed mind is that enmity towards the Spirit. The unrenewed mind is the seat of the Antichrist. And that's the greatest temptation is after we're born again, we don't get our minds renewed, and we actually grow in grave clothes. People get born again of the Spirit, and then they get layer upon layer of the grave on top of their spirit, practicing self-righteousness after they're born again. So by the time they, they encounter the sons of God, you're dealing with open graves of people that were once born again, but are practicing full-blown sorcery. I deal with it every single day, and it's never-ending until we completely drown these people like the days of Noah, because their sorcery is equal to that of the days of Noah. Just open pyramid, open hell, open grave, channeling all the principalities of Satan through their bodies constantly and calling themselves Christians and God's covenant people in every church building in the world. And that's the truth anyhow. <laughs> Churches have become nothing less than ziggurats of ancient Sumeria. Buildings made by human hands. We need to be on the top of the mountain in the open Eden country. We're not building shelters for Peter, James, and John. We're letting God the Father build the house so the laborers don't labor in vain. And I'm not against living inside mansions because in my Father's house there are many mansions. What it is is living un under a false shelter of something man does in the soul. Unless man's soul is sacrificed, you won't have the open heavens. It's all about the covering. It's all about what's over your head. you got to live under those white roses of the marriage canopy. You have to have an open heavens. Otherwise, you'll dwell under the wings of devils. Jesus Christ said, A sower sows seed, and the birds of the air come and eat it. The birds of the air want to eat God's word, God's sperma, out of your spirit. They want to steal your birthright. They want to steal your ecstasy. They want to steal your favor, your grace, your love. They want to steal your marriage. They want to steal your ministry. They want to steal everything. He comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Amen? And you have to go after the things that kill, steal, and destroy. And you go after them with revelation knowledge of how it works in the spirit. These things prey on your ignorance. They prey on false humility. They prey on your wounds. All false coverings of all devils only work through the wounds in your heart. Let's go there. Let's go into the wounds. Thank you, Jesus. Song of Songs 5-7 As I walked throughout the city in search of him, the overseers stopped me as they made their rounds. They beat me and bruised me until I could take no more. They wounded me deeply and removed their covering from me. So when you can't be controlled by these things and you start to escape the matrix of religion, 
When you start to come out of the natural into the supernatural, out of the flesh and into the spirit, when you start to separate your soul from spirit and your bone from marrow by the sword of the spirit and the word of God, and you start to get holy and set apart from this universe to live in the universe of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ called the kingdom of heaven, then these false coverings will severely wound you. They will murder you as you escape. They will smear your name as you escape. They will lie about you. They will say every negative thing they can about you to manipulate others about you because you're leaving the curse. You're leaving the dominion of Satan and his angels and you're going into the refuge of the glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I've seen it with every single person who's ever prison escaped Jezebel. Smeared. Just completely mocked. Everything they can do to destroy that person's life and hurt them to the maximum extent. I've never seen it ever go smoothly. It's never gone well. It's always a smear campaign. It's always murder. Because that's the nature of the false covering. To murder you and to keep you murdered. To keep you down in the dust of the earth and bound to the grave. And always beat up. Always defeated. And as soon as you start to get some healing... Then comes the smear campaign. You don't deserve healing. All these lies, all these snakes begin to swarm through the soul. You did everything wrong. You don't deserve to live the high life. You don't deserve to be with Jesus in heaven. You don't deserve to have a good life. You deserve to be sick. You deserve to be poor and miserable. You've done everything wrong. Listen, those are the lies that come against everyone's souls in the wilderness, the testing time in the wilderness, the snake bites in the wilderness. Can we poison you and keep you wounded after you're born again so you forfeit your birthright and you never enter the promised land? And listen, 99% of Christians have been defeated in their lives the last 2,000 years. Rarely has anyone overcome the serpents in the wilderness. Rarely. And if people went into the promised land and get healed, usually the wounded ones in the wilderness attack them like they attack Joshua and Caleb. Tear them down. Bring them down to our level. You can't be that healthy. You can't be that happy. You can't be that blessed. Be wounded like us. Misery seeks company. You've seen it thousands of times. Because a wounded person will attack a healthy person. <laughs> because they don't know how they can have it themselves. And there's no nature in them except the wound. So those that are healthy have to lay down their lives for those that are sick. And to feed them the medicine of the promised land, which is the drink. Keep pouring out oil. Keep pouring out wine. And listen, how long does it take to flood the wilderness? As long as it takes for you to hit the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus and flood them. As long as it takes for us to sacrifice everything, our spirit, soul, mind, and strength for others, so that all God the Father's nature can destroy the matrix, can destroy all the serpents in the garden. And that's going to happen soon. There's a time coming where there won't be any demons and devils anymore. The gathering demoniac said to Jesus, Have you come to torment us before the appointed time? So there was an appointed time in God's timeline where there'd be no more demons on earth. And the demons knew about the appointed time. Now is the appointed time. There won't be a dry place in a short time. We don't bind and cast the dry place. We wash into the lake of fire. This is permanent judgment. That's why the enemy is throwing everything they have against us to slow us down, stop us, because this is permanent for the earth and for the heavens, for the millennium reign of Christ. Amen? So we're dealing with all the wounds of the wilderness, 
all the religious stuff in us, all the stuff of Satan in us, the poison. We have roots in us. Some of us have been bit so many times that it became a root in our own stomachs. That it's just never-ending problems in that one area of our life that's never been cleaned up. If there is a repeat sin in your life, a repeat shame, a repeat self-pity, a repeat manipulation, a repeat control, a repeat addiction or anything, that's a root in your stomach that has to be healed by the roots of David. You have to reconnect your hearts to a new source to draw life from. The life comes from Jesus Christ. The life is in the blood. And guess what? The river of life is the blood of Jesus. Proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb, I saw a river of life crystal clear that sparkled. sparkled. Revelation 22.1. That river is His transfigured blood. It's called the glory of God. So that out of your innermost being flows the river of the glory of God, so your entire heart runs now on the throne room. Amen. You have a connection and a blood covenant to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in your stomachs. John 7:38, King James Version, out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. And in 1 John it says, and he will have the bowels of compassion opened, the loosing of the bowels. And it says in another translation in the, in the uh, Song of Songs, that he put his hand in my hole and moved my bowels. That's the spiritual gate of your heart. It's not talking about your penis or your vagina. It's talking about your spirit. <laughs> Amen? You have a spirit and a soul that lives in a body, but our souls are often attached to our bodies, so we don't even know the, the potential of our own spirit. But when you re renew our mind by the Word of God and our souls attached to our spirit, that's when we begin to taste His divinity. The divinity of God springs up in our hearts like a well unto eternal life. John chapter 4, woman at the well. There's a living spring that springs up right out of your belly and you heal your root system and you have eternal everlasting springs coming up in you unto the full Zoe life of God the Father on earth. The new covenant is the restoration to what Adam and Eve walked in, which is the perfect plumbing of God the Father. How God the Father operates as a creature, as a being. And he has... He has all the same plumbing in him, the river out of his belly. He has all of the river coming out of his face. You see the plumbing operated in Jesus Christ where he goes to the mountain of transfiguration and his face turns to the sun. But he's teaching them that my face is a sun because of the river coming out of my belly. The river coming out of my innermost being has turned my face brighter than the noonday sun. It's the full healing and the reverse of the curse. Just being stuck in your outer man, now having the full activation of the inner man. The Father on the inside. And the Father operating the same way He is on the throne inside you. That is crucial for becoming who you are in Christ. Is waking up to God inside mindedness. <laughs> that I have all the same plumbing of God, I have all the same workings of God, the same rivers of God, the same heart of God, the same holy of holies of God, the same holy place as God, the same inner court as God, and the same outer court as God. And if you believe it and begin to walk in it and begin to yield to it, you'll experience it continuously in the natural realm. <laughs> And when you begin to experience it, other people around you begin to experience it. And to some that are dying, it's the fragrance of death. But to others that are living, it's the fragrance of life. 
and it's the manifestation of the Father in you by revelation of the temple of the Holy Spirit and the inner workings of the holy place, the inner court, and the outer court, and how the river of glory flows and the brightness of His love flows that causes all the wicked to be removed. How the river flows out of you removes all wickedness around you. You manifest the throne of God in the Lamb out of your innermost being. First, what is it? Peter says, the morning star will rise in your heart and your day will dawn. So it's talking about the manifestation of the throne room rising out of your own spirit all the way up into your face, operating the same transfiguration face as Jesus Christ to release the four rivers through all souls, removing all the influence of wickedness worldwide. That's the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Total judgment through everyone's souls of all darkness. And people will scream in horror and they say, you're killing me. You're only killing darkness. People are attached to darkness. People are attached to false coverings. People are attached to their wounds. They'll attack you as you heal them. I have witnessed it every day. Most people don't even want to be healed. You think everyone... No, they would be healed to the measure they desire. You see how healed... People get healed to like charismatic church and oh, I'm good, I don't need to grow anymore. You ain't healed. That's not healthy. Healthiness and wholeness is God's standard of His life on the throne in the third heaven. That's the standard we need to have of healing and wholeness. Anything less than that is falling short of the glory. This is a perfect covenant, which means it manifests from the inside out at the same standard of life as God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We have settled for complacent satisfaction, and we have forfeited what's available to the fallen angels. We have come into contract with the damned and the dead. We have said to the foul birds in our, in our own thought life, this is as far as I want to go. I'll come into contract. Just let me pay rent and have an okay job. I mean, you see Christians all the time. They think they're praying to God. They're praying to Jezebel. What kind of contract will you sign? How much will you give up of your birthright to have your natural needs met? Have you made a deal with the devil? Most have. You have to break those contracts, break those fears, and go all the way after your birthright and inheritance. God has given you the heavens and the earth, and everything in it will be added unto you if you don't forfeit your birthright for a bowl of soup and a momentary pleasure in the flesh. Or just the laziness of not going after the Spirit and just submitting to the curse of the fall and living as mere carnal creatures instead of spiritual creatures. We can't be lazy. We have to go after this. We really don't have a choice. And especially as leaders. Because everything we go after will be reflected in everyone around us. That doesn't mean they won't go after the devil. That's not on your head. The only thing that's on your head is raising a standard yourself. You're only accountable for your relationship with God. Because you cannot manipulate others. You can give people drinks. What they do with it after you just sacrifice everything for others every day, none of their responsibility is on you. You can wash your hands, you can love unconditionally, and people will still murder you. Look at Judas Iscariot. Jesus never sinned at all. And he was constantly mistreated his whole ministry. They spit on him, they tore his clothes off, they mocked him. The religious people were horrible to him every day of his life. And he never did anything wrong, and he loved every single one of them perfectly every day on earth. So it doesn't mean you're going to be treated well. Quite the opposite. The more you walk in the glory of God the Father in perfect divine love, you expose the hypocrisy of the religious. That they don't even care about God, they care about the system. They care about the false covering. 
They work within people's woundedness. And if you start healing the deepest wounds in people's hearts and get them free from false coverings and get them under an open heavens and get them dependent on God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, just in an open... They will go crazy because you're destroying the religious system. You're destroying the tabernacle of Moloch. You're destroying the star Remphant. You're destroying all the works of the devil because that's all the devil has. All he has is religion and hurt. And then put a little religion on them. And then if you can't get any satisfaction, have a little alcohol. Have a little, have a little flesh. Have a little lust. Go after lust. No one's perfect. You can just repent afterwards. And you never go after the ecstasies of God because that whole realm's blocked off to you if you stay submitted to false coverings. Only in the removal of the dead off your heads can you ever be set free from sin. Can you ever be healed in your deepest wounded areas? <laughs> it's all about covering. It's all about Psalms 91. Living under the shadow of the Almighty. What's the shadow of the Almighty? The glory of God. With no cap. The Father will never cap your glory. He's the Father of glory. He's not competitive. He'll never be jealous. He'll never say, oh, that's too much money. I'm going to have to take some away. Uh uh No, no, no. He'll give you more. The Father is crazy in love with you, and He loves to spoil His children. He loves giving His kids continuous dessert. A month ago, I had a dream with Bob Jones, and we were in this big church, and I was so grieved that the pastor wasn't giving out any dessert to the people, and the kids were all around, and they're like starving and stuff, and so I went over there to the freezer and was giving out ice cream. Dessert, 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 go crazy. Kids were going crazy, and the people were like sour over here under the pastor. It's like, what are you doing? You need to feed these people the dessert of heaven. You need to feed these people the pleasures of ecstasy and rapture and all the high things of Eden. You need to feed them song of songs. You need to get them drunk. You need to get them high. You need to get them out of the flesh, out of do's and don'ts, out of the curse of the fall. And it's a huge rebuke that's going to come to the church. But I believe there will be a positive response from many pastors. They will actually begin ministering dessert to people. You're going to see people come into maturity. (laughs) We think we're mature, but we're not. Maturity is God the Father giving His kids dessert. How about this? At my right hand are pleasures forevermore. I mean, can you live in the perfect ecstasy of God all the time so that nothing in the world is a temptation? Because that's actually just normal Christianity. Where you're so blessed, so happy, so thrilled and satisfied in every single area of your heart, soul, mind, and strength that the world offers you nothing but gives you everything to rule over it because you live like God the Father on earth. As a king and a God. Amen. That's the nature of the Father. He's the creator. And as soon as you just start burning up with that false covering, you begin to operate in His nature, setting people free. The gospel sets captives free from Pharisees. That's the main point. What's the captivity? None of them were in jail. None of them were... No, they were just going to synagogue. And He called them captives. The gospel was setting them free from religion, from buildings made by human hands, from human caps, from man's covering, from human shelters, from Peter, James, and John before they had revelation of the open heaven, that God the Father is their covering. You can live under angel wings. You can be free from man's control. That is so crucial. You have to be bold and brave to leave Egypt in the covering of Pharaoh 
that tells you what you can and can't do to come into the promised land into an open heavens. And for people with the slavery mentality, it is so hard. They want to be told what to do. They go crazy without rules and regulations because religion is so ingrained in their souls. God has a prescription for it. Take the whole soul to the altar and burn it in holy fire. He's not asking you to fix your soul, to reprogram it with information. This ain't religion. He's asking for the daily animal sacrifice of the carnal mind, the human brain, being brought to the altar and burned into a white stone with a new name on it. So that the brain controlled by the Father in your stomach is at peace with God. It is written. Amen. You have to be controlled by the Spirit of God, by the sacrificed soul, to go into any of the deeper things of God. Zero brain, 100% heart. Because God is heart. And God has no brain at all. It's true. No angel has a brain. Not a single angel has a brain. Jesus has a brain, but guess what? It's blazing with His Spirit. Fully crucified with Christ. A lamb in the midst of the throne that haven't been slain. Where? At the place of the skull with seven eyes and seven horns through His skull. So that the soul is completely slain to this universe and alive only to God the Father's intelligence with no heavens and earth influence whatsoever. Only God the Father influence. Can you die to this world? It's the funnest thing anyway. You just grow in the glory of God. You grow in ecstasy. You grow in joy. You won't have anything based on the natural realm, everything based on the glory realm. You'll get completely undone from religion, completely undone from rebellion and, and religion and everything of the devil. You'll get completely undone from the works of the flesh. You'll get completely undone from the seven principalities. You'll get completely undone from being dependent on others. You can be dependent on God. You can get so set free that you're not even aware of yourself anymore. <laughs> you can be so set free that you don't have a self anymore. When people talk to you, they talk directly to God. That's where you got to go. With the clean conscience that the Father in you has been fully formed. You know, Jesus Christ, firstborn amongst many. Many gods. <laughs> many people that are fully possessed with God the Father that can say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's as simple as just the purging of the conscience from dead works. The purging of the conscience from this universe's works. From being selfish to being selfless by daily sacrifice. That's all it takes. It's not complicated stuff. It's just sacrificial. Can you take your selfishness? Can you take your woundedness? And everything you use to protect yourself and promote yourself, can you take your curse of the fall onto the altar and say, Father, burn it. And I want your nature of selflessness to consume my heart and mind today. You have to. That's the only way to be saved. There will be millions of people that will gladly sacrifice their souls for the mind of Christ right now. Millions. It'll start with just a few. People will see what's available. We'll model it perfectly day after day, month after month. They'll be persuaded in their mind that this real Christianity. They'll start reading their Bibles and see this is what the Bible says. And then they'll start walking in it. They'll start believing it. And they'll start dying to self and living to Christ. And the morning star will rise right in their heart and burn right through their faces. And you'll have a race of glowing faces. And there will be a time coming that will shed off the flesh like snakeskin. And underneath will be a celestial body. Oh yeah. And the celestial body is made out of matted gemstones. A celestial body that has no death in it. Celestial blood that has no death in it. 
That day is quickly approaching when this world will be ruled by transfigured Christians. They will have all the abilities of God the Father ruling over all the world forever in the name of Jesus Christ. Partner with Brethren Ministries, brethrenmen.com. We'll see you tomorrow.